This is Star Wars Rebels Alert, the weekly podcast after show where we recap and discuss each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 3. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. We're coming off the big hangover from Force Friday this week. That's huge. (laughs) And we're here to discuss Episode 2 of Season 3 of Rebels, titled Holocrons of Fate. If you'd like to hear about our experiences from Force Friday, make sure to tune in this Thursday to our other podcast, The Nerd Room, on the same feed you're listening to right now. We're going to break down our highs and lows from the day. And there were some real lows of the day. (laughs) And also discuss a lot about the merchandise and action figures that we're lucky enough to get our hands on. Yeah. The hype, the thrill, the payoff. Yes. Yeah. The payoff is big here. We had a good day after... uh, little bit of a low but yeah make sure to tune in on uh, thursday excited to be back here discussing star wars rebels thank you guys very much for those that listened and the feedback that we got so we're looking forward to again building more of this community around star wars rebels and they're giving us a lot of good content to talk about here oh my god is there ever so much yeah i often forget that these are only half an hour episodes yeah but there's so much packed into these episodes right. you think like you know they're only going to get small portions of the narrative out there where this is a huge episode and we're only two episodes in yeah so far no fillers yes. so far. yeah so we discussed the one hour season premiere last week we called it a setup episode and it was really looking back and bridging that gap between season two and season three yeah and with that concept of looking back we're looking at the evolution of the characters and the development to where we're seeing them in season three and i feel this episode is on a complete 180 and is now looking forward yes and seeding at least one major subplot that i think is going to be weaved through the majority of this season. And we're certainly going to get into the discussing that towards the end of the episode. When we open with this episode, did you hear the little Star Wars theme that was tucked into this, the main score there? Oh, the original score. Yeah, yes. you hear it weaved into the very start of the episode. Love that, I'm right? I'm just like, I love that cue. Like, we're sitting down and boom, we're in Star Wars. Right, just pulling on those strings. And again, they're keeping up with that very A New Hope kind of feel going on yes. with each scene flowing into the other scene. Yeah. And you mentioned the transition cuts, too, as well. Yes. And you see that a lot in this episode. Very new hope. So we open to Ezra, and he's on a ship with Kanan here. And he's questioning the whereabouts of the Sith holocron. And we saw last week Kanan give it to the Bendu. Right. And he's really starting to question why Yoda sent them to Malachor. Mm -hmm. As to why he sent them on this mission, was it to get the Sith holocron? Does Yoda have a bigger plan for it? Or is it for them to actually seek out some of their own understanding of the Sith. And I think it was a lot more of that aspect of it rather than getting the holocron for some specific reason. Mm-hmm. So we come out of, of hyperspace with Kanan and Ezra here, and we see the rebel ship. It's been attacked. Yep. You know, Immediately I'm thinking, oh, here we go, Thrawn. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Especially the music we got leading yeah. up to it. I thought it was the Thrawn kind of music that they yeah. set from the first episode. Yep. Then we have a quick reveal that it's Old Master. Yes. Darth Maul, or Maul as he's referred to now. Right, yeah. Another great presence to see him back. And... I know we'll get into this towards the end here, yeah. but I thought this season he was going to be more or less a one and done. I was really worried they're actually going to kill him off, mm-hmm. and we're just going to really focus in on Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right. But it really seems like we're going to see him popping in and out of this season quite a bit. Yes. And Maul takes the Ghost Crew hostage, and I really like the reference to when they go in and find the Rebel Soldier on the ground. Mm-hmm. He's talking about a red saber, I think he says, or red light. Yeah. Yeah, and that's he's, right. and they're immediately thinking Inquisitors. Oh man, the Inquisitors back because exactly. we've only seen four Inquisitors out of the seven. Yeah, there's I think there's the eight, eight sister, the eight sister, right? Yeah, and then yeah. the Grand Inquisitor, Grand Inquisitor as well. from the first season. Yeah, yeah. So we're thinking, ah, oh, you know, maybe we're gonna get more Inquisitors, exactly. and then it's immediately revealed. Nope, 
It's Maul. They're not wasting any time. And yeah. again, no filler going on here. I like when Maul lights up that single lightsaber too. It's he a just, cool look. Yeah. yeah. It's got the big long lightsaber. Yes. Yeah, yeah I love that. Ezra really feels this year because it was the trust that he put in Maul mm-hmm. that blinded Kanan, Kanan, that's now got the ghost crew taken hostage. Yeah. And a little I, dismantled too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's feeling that burden still, that guilt. Mm-hmm. And we see that as we go through this episode. Kind of, I, I saw a lot of the concept of rebalancing here. Yes. Throughout this whole episode. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the theme so far this yeah. season, is, especially with the Bendu introduced. It's all about balance almost. Yeah. Right? Between light and dark. Yeah. Yeah. And what you get in the middle. So the light and the dark are the two extremes. Right. right? And then there's this whole gray area. And that's with the Bendu and, and understanding the power of that gray area too. Yes. It was interesting to see Maul use Kanan's actual name. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know if they've done that before. Not in the... Well, I think in the show here I might have. Yeah. But then obviously in the comics that's yeah. what he's known as. But yeah. And when Maul's wandering around the the ghost and he refers to it as their home. Right. I really like that image of the phoenix that's spray painted on the wall. Yes. And it looks like the Rebel Alliance symbol that and then eventually evolves into that. Right. But I thought it's really good. The phoenix cell and this this image. And I know that's something that's been strung since season one. Mm-hmm. This whole graffiti art and the phoenix looking bird yeah. that eventually turns into that Rebel Alliance right. symbol. Yeah. The icon, right? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that. So cool. Yeah. And they just throw it in there. Just a little nod, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you see Darth Maul doing the Kylo Ren force. Yeah. Yeah, what a cool callback. Yeah. And he's great too. Uh, Sam Whit- Whitwer, I believe is the voice actor who you all might be familiar with as uh, Starkiller from the Fortune Least video game series. So he's back voice acting Maul. And he does such a great job kind of playing coy, you know, with his voice acting. Yeah. I think he does such a great job in this. Is he the same voice actor that did Maul in The Clone Wars? I see. I don't know because I know that voice actor, Sam Whitwer, did The Emperor in The Clone Wars. Okay. But I don't know if he did Maul as well. It, it would make sense if he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing a great job there. Great job, yeah. yeah it's He has that, and I said last week, he has that, that kind of stoic, and just the way he approaches things, and it's a lot in his voice acting. Right? Yeah, medicine. Yeah. Yeah. You see in his eyes too as well. I really, really like this character great of Maul stuff, and where yeah. they've gone, and how great would that be to see him in live action again? Oh, I've hoping so (laughs) (laughs) then we get Ezra and Kanan going to see the Bendu again because Maul has requested the Sith holocron as well as found the Jedi holocron Mm -hmm. so he's seeking something bigger he knows a little bit more here when I talked about rebalancing earlier and this is where we really start to see this theme pop in and out of this episode is we have Kanan and Ezra revisiting the Bendu and he kind of clarifies to us a bit more that the holocrons aren't just libraries of knowledge they're a little more than that and when you do combine them, and this is the Bendu talking, he gives us the understanding of what we're going to see. So it's nice to see it explained, mm-hmm. as opposed to just trying to assume what's happening towards the end of the episode. And he's, yeah. he talks about, with the combination of the holocrons, you're able to seek out secret wisdom and look even at destiny. So I don't know if he's talking about projecting, you know, you're able to see the future. Right, like a prophecy almost? Yes. Yeah. And that seems to be where we're going with this. Right. The prophecy is the exact word. Yes. Kenny and Ezra request the Sith Holocron from the Bendu, and he says he's hidden it away. And then they pan to this cave. And I got a real Dagobah vibe off of this. That's so cool. And then they have to do this test almost, because he refers to it as, when you go in, there's, there's lots of truths in there. There's twists, there's turns, and... I really got this feeling that this is a test for Ezra, the same as it was a test for Luke on Dagobah. Right. And it's that's how we do see this. And Kanan's guiding him through a voice comm at the start. I right. thought it was going to be, when he says, I'll guide you, I thought he was going to use the force that's to guide him. That's what I thought, him. yeah. And once we get Ezra into the cave, he's 
Again, finding himself in trouble. And it's his aggression that seems to be prompting these spiders to attack him. And I thought it was a really cool concept is when you look at these spiders, they seem to reflect a bit of the person they're interacting with. Hmm. And as far as Ezra using aggression, maybe more of the dark side, so they're attacking. Where Kanan arrives, and he's using more of a peaceful approach right. to dealing with these spiders. Yeah. And they reflect that in the person. That's so a good call. It's really neat to see that developing a bit more. Mm-hmm. And that th- these spiders, when I first saw them in Season 2, I was like, ah, this is a little weird. Sometimes I get out there and I'm like, this really doesn't feel like it's my Star Wars. Wars. Yes. But the way that they've developed these things and how they've hinged at least a couple of plot points as far as projecting even Ezra and trying to highlight the fact that he's using too much aggression Mm -hmm. and they're reflecting that. Yeah, it's a mirror image almost. Yeah, exactly. In the cave, we do see, again, a larger reconciliation of Ezra and Kanan, probably to the point now where Ezra has had that burden of guilt lifted when Kanan says to him, I forgive you, I don't blame you for my blindness. Mm-hmm. And you really see that weight almost immediately lifted off of Ezra. Yeah, and they go and, for the bro hug. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And he calls him master again. Yeah. Even when they're in the spaceship, which looked kind of like an A-wing, actually. Yeah. We have a moment in there where Ezra, you know, in the first episode, he's really headstrong. Yeah. And he has his own path. A lone wolf. And, yes, yeah. exactly. And he refers to the lead of Kanan again. Right. Which is really good to see. Yeah, and kind of refreshing because this is something that, again, we're missing in the whole prequel you know, franchise where we didn't see that relationship with Obi-Wan and, and Anakin, that back and forth almost, right? Yeah. It's kind of just one way. Yeah. So it's really cool that they're taking their time with this and we get to see both perspectives. And I liked where they're going here with Ezra, that we knew that he was going to come back around. Mm-hmm. And I like that they've done it quickly, but they've given a good reason why he's come back around. That's right. It's it's that lifting of the burden of guilt, I mm-hmm. think. And with Kanan re-embracing the Force as he was and almost bringing him back in as an apprentice. That's right. Because when we land on the asteroid field here. Mm-hmm. And that's a really cool callback to the comics. Right. Yes. The the son of Deathmere. Son of Deathmere, yeah. Deathmere, yeah. yeah. It's it's a comic book that was done by Dark Horse mm-hmm. towards the end of the run of Dark Horse comics before Marvel retook it over after the Disney buyout. Yeah. And it's the only Dark Horse comic that has remained in canon. Yes. It picks up pretty much right after Clone Wars, basically, yeah. because last time in Clone Wars we see Darth uh, Maul, he basically battled it out with uh, Palpatine. Yeah. So this comic basically takes place right after that. Yeah. So it's a it's a really cool pick up. I definitely want to get my hands on that one. Yeah, yeah. it's a good comic. Mm-hmm. And it's just the asteroid base. You get a really simple splash page of the asteroid base. And it's yeah. a great callback. Again, Dave Filoni killing it here. Yeah, he's incredible. Tying in this you know, one-off comic. Yeah. That really, they didn't have to do that. Right. But it's just a shout-out for the fans. Fan service, right? Exactly. Great stuff. Do you think we still might get a little urge, a little a little step in the dark side from Ezra, though? Do you think it's official that he's he's on the good side? Or do you think we still might have him walking that fine line? I think he's going to be walking that fine line. Yeah. I think the temptation is always going to be there yes. for Ezra. Yeah. I think he's felt that power and he understands the power of the dark side, what mm-hmm. he can do more yeah. on top of just doing the normal Jedi peaceful thing. He's right. seen what aggression and how much more power that can bring him. Mm-hmm. But then when we get towards the end of this episode, we see the combination of the two, yes. a balanced approach, right. which is something that's never really touched on. It's always one extreme to the other. It's right. You're either a Sith or you're a Jedi. There's exactly. this in between where you can maybe control your aggression yeah. or control your fear and use that to your advantage. I right. think we're seeing a little bit of that develop here. Again, and yeah. I really like that idea. Yeah, again, and that touch upon the, the, the theme of the season, right? The yeah. gray, which is which is cool because that's something I think we were missing with Ahsoka too. We kind of get the idea that she's gray, but we haven't seen that developed. This season, we're kind of seeing that approach of the Bendu, the yeah. middle, right? Yeah, that's a good call. Ahsoka yeah. really is kind of balanced in the middle there. Yes, right, yeah, because she left the Jedi Order much like 
Anakin, but not the dark side path, the gray, right? right? So when the Bendu referred to the idea that the holocron, the Sith holocron, and combining the two, there's a lot of power there. You're not. Right. I was getting a with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <It's> my man, <laughs> Spider Man callback. I was like, are they going to drop this in? Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of this season, at least so far, hasn't really focused on the other Ghost Crew members. They've been no. really side characters to Ezra, Kanan, introducing Thrawn and Maul now. That's right. And we do see a little action sequence here with Maul versus the Ghost Crew, and they get handily defeated. Yeah. It's a nice try, though, with the whole, you know, I think his legs are, is a droid. Yeah. Right? So they try uh, magnetizing that. It's a nice try. Yeah, it's a nice throwback yeah. to what's happened in the past as far as his getting leg cut off. And then, like I just said before, I hadn't watched a lot of the Clone Wars, but I've seen a couple of the episodes where he's got the big mechanical legs. Yeah. Looks kind of goofy. But yeah, it is. And then that's a good thing they've been doing so far since uh, the end of Season 2 is that I think we're getting a better Maul. Because I found the Clone Wars, he's kind of a mess. It's cool that they brought him back, but he's a little messy. Here yeah. he's pretty cleaned up, and he has you know the right approach to what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Once we get Kanan and Ezra beginning to interact back with Maul here, they've acquired the Sith Holocron. Maul takes Kanan and attempts to kill him. Yeah. Shoves him out into the vacuum of space. Yeah. What did you think of that scene? Well, it was... Yeah, I, that was in the preview. Yeah. So I kind of knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. But at first I thought he was taking Kanan to do the Sith holocron and Jedi holocron combining. Right. But we know that it was Ezra and Maul that eventually do that. Yeah. And it's interesting because from the trailer, I thought that Ezra is more of a willing participant in it. Right. And with this, he's more or less doing it because his friends are being held hostage exactly. against his own will. Yeah. But he still has that little urge. And I think talking about that fine line that you spoke yeah. of is he doesn't outright refuse to do anything. He's willing to go deep and understand what he could see from the combination mm. of the holocrons here. That's right. And the episode really picks up here yeah. at this point. It gets really intense. Oh, yeah. And this idea that any question can be answered once the two holocrons have mm. combined and we see Ezra and Maul both seeking different truths here. Right. Maul is seeking hope, mm-hmm. and Ezra is seeking the end of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious if they're almost one and the same. Because at the end of Season 2, you saw Maul referring to the idea that he's out to get revenge on all of his enemies yes. by any means necessary. Yes. And that is the Sith. So, you know, an enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. Kind of thing. And, and once we get into this scene, like, this is one of my favorite scenes from Rebels, like, through the whole... Series. Series. Yes. And the idea that they kind of did that inverted black and white. Oh, like and how, could see through yes. it. Yes. And they kind of had this weird, like, blurred fire smoky image to them. Right. It was a really cool scene. It was. Very intense. Very intense. And this is where, again, I am absolutely loving what they're doing with Rebels Season 3 here. Yeah. We get two big reveals here. One coming from the perspective of Ezra, yeah. and one coming from the perspective of Maul. Right. Let's talk a bit about Ezra's vision to start off here. Mm-hmm. So we see him going deep into the holocron. He's reaching into it. He's saying, just a little further, just a little further, I can understand. And then in the middle of it, he says, twin sons. Yes. My first impression is, of course, Tatooine, right? Right. And I thought a bit more abstract about this, and I was like, what if it means the twins? The twins. Two suns in a very dark galaxy. A dark galaxy that's been overrun by the Sith. Okay. So, Luke and Leia. Yeah. As far as individuals. Okay. I don't know. I was just trying to think of something different here. Okay, Because the yeah. obvious thing is Tatooine, right? That's is right. He needs to go to Tatooine to seek out Luke or Obi-Wan or something. That's right. right. But in my mind, I'm like, what if he's referring actually to Luke and Leia as yeah. being the two Jedi that can bring okay. an end to the Sith, yeah. which we eventually do see at Return of the Jedi. That's right. Well, it's interesting because, you know, 
I know the Old Republic has not necessarily been tied in or confirmed in canon yet, but in the Old Republic video game, there are the two sons that actually are, um, one, one's a Jedi, the other one becomes Sith. So it's kind of interesting if they're even touching upon that to go away from the Tatooine thing. Yeah. But at the same time, you brought it up, Darth Maul is looking for hope. Yeah. A new hope. Yeah. Right? And then here we have Ezra looking for the end of the Sith, which is Luke, essentially, right? Yeah. So it's kind of funny. It might be tied in, right? It might be on target. It might just be Luke. Yeah. The only thing is, the weird thing is, is if it does lead the ghost crew to Tatooine, then it's going to kind of change canon a little bit, right? Because Obi-Wan himself even says to Luke, I haven't heard the name in a long time, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I haven't been referred yeah. to that for a very long time. So that might kind of change things if the ghost crew does interact with Obi-Wan. It's one thing if uh, Maul interacts with Obi-Wan, but if they bring the whole crew over there, I think it might be a little weird. Yeah. You know, if, if, they, if they see Master Kenobi. Do you think the idea of twin sons is mm. so on the nose that it can't be that? A that little bit. A little bit. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, the, the, it's easy to assume, okay, well, they're talking about tattooing, yeah. right? But it is a little on the nose. Yeah. And, and it's something that a lot of people know. I think there's something more there. Mm. And it could be referring to a lot of things. And that ties in a bit to Maul's vision as well. Yes. Because he comes out of it. Just screaming, he's, he's alive. alive. He is alive. Right. Who do you think he is? Well, the easy one I want to say is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Right? But I kind of always thought, well, he must have assumed Obi-Wan would still be alive. Right? I mean, how would he ever know Obi-Wan's dead in the first place? I guess he yeah. maybe assumed that with Order 66, 66 that he's wiped all out. All the Jedi's were and wiped out. And we haven't seen Obi-Wan, or at least Maul hasn't yeah, seen Obi-Wan. That's true. And, you know, there might be whispers about him, that's but true too. he's not really visible, right? That's right. My other guess, and this is just random, is because it's a, it's a Sith holocron that he's reading, what if it's Revan? What if this is the return of Revan, right? If he's been studying this character, uh, female or male, because in the video game it's undecided, but I think they did confirm he's male. Anyways, if it's if it's Revan, if we could get Darth Revan, but the only thing is, is like, that'd be hard juggling Maul, Revan, mm-hmm. and Thrawn. So I think the easy one to say is Obi-Wan. How about you? Yeah, I, I, my first thought, yeah, was Obi-Wan. Yeah. That's the obvious one. And, mm-hmm. you know, if this is leading to some sort of final showdown. Right. Or he thinks he needs Obi-Wan to defeat the Sith. Okay. So looking maybe at a team-up of right, some sort. And Obi-Wan would be pretty old. I mean, this is pretty much a year or two maybe away from A New Hope. Yeah. Right? So this wouldn't be the Obi-Wan we've seen in the journal comics of Star Wars. Yes, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Some of the other ideas I thought is, does he know that there were at least the twins? So is he, is he referring to Luke, Luke? as well? Okay. Or is he referring to Anakin as Vader? Like, I see, and that crossed my mind a little bit too. Yeah. Right. So it's there's a lot of different ideas here. It may just be the obvious thing. We may be looking into this too, too much. much. Yeah. But at the same time, like, does Maul know that Leia is Vader's daughter? Right. Because that's something that when if you read the book Bloodlines, mm-hmm. it comes out that not a lot of people know that or really nobody. Few, yeah, yeah, just Han and Luke, maybe Chewie and a few others. Exactly. And does no, Maul have that same knowledge? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just trying to think a bit more because a lot of it just seems like really on the nose, mm-hmm. and maybe it is. Maybe it's that simple. Right. But because we're driving so close to a new hope here, right? I'm really curious how they're going to tie all of this in. Well, that's the thing. Like, this could be a setup potentially for maybe a new video game, another comic. A movie potentially yeah. would we see this handled in Rebels already? I mean, I don't know. There's there's so much untouched territory going on with 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 Obi Wan on Tatooine. Yeah. So who knows? Are you know, are we ready to have Luke in Rebels? In Rebels, because again, he would be about a year younger than Ezra, so maybe yeah. he'd be about sixteen. We've seen Leia already on last seasons, yeah. so it's yeah. Leia, Leia fits a bit more into the Rebels universe. Yes. 
because she's part, she's a junior senator and yeah. her father's Bail Organa. So exactly. they're evolved in this rebel yeah. alliance a bit more. Yeah. And when we get into A New Hope, she's you know, one of the main members of it, right? That's right. And I, I kind of hope we don't see Luke because in A New Hope, Luke's pretty... Pretty, pretty new to all this, right? Yeah. He's never really had any encounters. Even when you see these Star Wars comics when it focuses on Obi-Wan, mm. he's had no encounters with any of these bad guys like that dark, um, that Chewbacca yeah. bounty hunter character. Luke's, Luke hasn't had any encounters with these guys. So I kind of hope we don't see Luke. Mm-hmm. Well, in A New Hope, Luke yeah. does refer to the idea that you know of the Rebel Alliance versus the Empire. Right, the Imperials, so, yeah. yeah. So he understands he's in you know, an outer world, in the outer rim, mm-hmm. and he understands and knows of the conflict. Mm-hmm. And he seems very interested in it. Yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to build a little bit of that in. I don't know, because that's a good point. I never yeah. really thought about that, that bringing it into Luke really changes his character from being... Almost someone that has no knowledge of any of this. Right. Just someone that's interacted with Jedi before. That's right. And it just doesn't seem like it would fit it into would fit. a new, fit into his character. Because he, when he gets on the ship onto the Millennium Falcon with Obi-Wan, he has no idea what's going on, right? Exactly. He has no idea about the Force and the power of it. It's all and new. If he's interacted with Jedi. So right. it might be that interacting more with Obi-Wan right. throughout this this season here. But if we do get that, you pretty much have to do like a standalone part one, part two episode. No ghost crew, just Maul, just Obi-Wan on Tatooine. Yeah. But if we do get that, then that kind of crushes the hopes of an Obi-Wan movie, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That would be a cool movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you touch upon that? You know, at the end of the season, Maul goes off, finds Obi-Wan, that's done, and then it's just a focus on the ghost crew and um, Thrawn. Because do we need to bring the Maul story to a conclusion here? Do we finally we need to do. see Maul... More or less dying at the hands of Obi-Wan. Yeah, we absolutely do. Because they t- didn't really get to capture that at the end of Clone Wars. Obviously, they had to make the comic book to do so. And now we're getting reintroduced to this character again in uh, Rebels. So, to drag it out any longer, I think you either have to go with a movie or you got to finish a storyline right here. And I think you could probably do a Maul versus Obi-Wan mm-hmm. with Ezra and Kanan. At so- something mm-hmm. in there. I mm-hmm. think that's probably how it's going to boil down to right. at the end of this season. Yes. Is that we're going to have a final showdown there where we finally see... Obi-Wan come back and finally finish off Maul here. Yeah, because Obi-Wan, we did see a bit of him in Rebels Season 1 yeah. as like, um, not a holocron, a hologram. Yeah. Right? But again, it'd just be kind of interesting because Obi-Wan would be so old and we saw him fight Vader in Episode 4, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't pretty. No. So to see him take on Darth Maul would be, uh, it'd be interesting. It would be, and yeah. it's just the plot point that's eventually going to either and Ezra and like I don't really know what they're going to do here because we're going to be so on top of Rogue One and A New Hope at this point right especially if we're interacting with a Luke and we're going to get a really even if we interact from a distance from a, I think yeah. he's going to show up in this Luke yes yeah in this season mm-hmm. and it may be some weird interaction they have that there's like no piloting the yes, ship or, something. or there's no direct interaction between Ezra and Kanan it's yeah. Obi-Wan showing him you know this is the chosen one or the chosen one's son or whatever you want to call him right and you know, we're, we're meant to stay back from him. We're meant to keep him hidden from Vader. If you mm-hmm. guys go after him or talk to him or whatever, Vader's going to get the instinct and it gets this idea, or mm-hmm. whether it's an Inquisitor or Maul or whomever, is going to get this idea that this kid is something else. Speaking of that, do you think we will see Vader again in this season? I think so. Yeah, they'll sprinkle him in there? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I think we're going to revisit a lot of the concepts of season two, particularly with Vader. And coming back to maybe Ahsoka right. and a few of the other characters in there as well. Yeah. I don't think we can stay away from Vader, particularly in this time frame. Rogue One's not doing it. I right. don't think Rebels can. Yeah, I know we're going to get Thrawn in here, but mm. it'd be nice to see Thrawn and Vader have some interaction. That's right. Or, or, or if Vader is injured from the last season, yeah. and that's why we see him in the tank in Rogue One, could that be connecting? Oh, that would be great. Right? Yeah, that's why he's MIA right now. 
So this is another great episode, man. Like, yeah. They are absolutely killing it here. They're loving it, and which is interesting because for his season three, episode two, it's a banger episode. Yeah. You know, they took no time, no fillers, because, uh, you know, the last couple seasons, there's been a lot of filler episodes. Mm-hmm. I felt like this, they just kept the momentum going yeah. from the last uh, bonus episode or, or season premiere that we had. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what uh, comes in this episode this season. Were you okay with no Thrawn in this episode? I was. When I did hear that music, though, I thought we were going to get Thrawn. Yeah. Um, I was okay with no Thrawn. My only problems really were Ezra falling for Maul's trap there. I thought yeah. that was a little weird, especially after he's been blinded by the character. Yeah. Um, and the droids. The droids holding the, the ghost crew hostage. A little weird. They look like <laughs> Etch-a-Sketch faces or something, or like Mac and Mir. <laughs> right? Weird robots. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, no, bang on episode, loved what they did. We got to see more Bendu, yeah. right? He's he's great. And uh, like I said, Sad Whit- uh, Sam Witter does a great job with Maul. And I love Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. as Kanan. Great work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm loving what they're doing with Kanan here. Mm-hmm. I find that he's really grown on me as a character. Yes. The first season and even going into some of the second season, I wasn't a big favorite of Kanan. I didn't even buy his action figure when I had the opportunity to. Now I'm really right. regretting that. Yeah, I'm looking right at it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Really regretting that. <laughs> yeah. And he's grown on me as a character. I like what they're doing with Ezra. Yeah. His storyline is fantastic. It's great. They're developing him in the right way. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving seeing Maul back here. I'm okay with Thrawn not being in this episode yep. because we got Maul. Exactly. And I'm assuming we're going to get some filler episodes where they're off doing some side missions. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're doing so much to tie into the greater Star Wars universe, yeah. I'm okay with doing these side missions. Probably going to see Mandalorians and a few other things, right? And that's another great callback yes. with uh, Darth Maul calling yes. out the, the the Mandalorians, how yes. he used to run that I think planet. spaceship is a Mandalorian spaceship too, Maul's. Okay, most likely. Because yeah. he did run it for a little bit there yeah. and, and he calls out Sabim on it. Yeah. You know, I love that. And, you know, Sabim's obviously going to get the Dark Blade yeah. going on. Yes. So, uh, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. They tied in a lot of threads, right? we got Hera, which is, you know, Shams and Dula's daughter, right? And then Kanan comics, you know, when you see him grow as a Padawan, yeah. the last Padawan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do the reference to his name. Mm-hmm. We're referring to comics from Darth Maul, from Dark Horse yes, days. Yes, exactly. And they're tying a lot of the universe. Books, comics, mm-hmm. movies, Everything, everything, here. even Malachor has been dropped, yes. right, from the old canon. So, so the, they, great stuff. Yeah, they seem to be taking all of the content that we have. Where the yeah. movies don't seem to do that as much. No, even the comics we're still referring to almost in comic universe stuff. Yeah, this is pulling from every single aspect, which is something you don't really see in movies a lot, right? Because you look at the MCU, you have the TV network, TV universe, you have the movies, and you have the Netflix, and they're not really self-referential to each other right you do get in-universe references but not so much pulling in you know the different aspects of the tv and that where this particularly rebels is pulling in every single aspect of star wars storytelling yeah that's right and that's why i have to take my hat off to uh sammy kidberg and dave filoni because these guys have been doing some just excellent work here on this show tying everything all the threads together yeah just killing it oh yeah so looking forward to discussing more rebels next week Mm mm-hmm and I didn't catch the preview. It cut off my recording before the preview. Same. I didn't get to catch that. Yeah. yeah. So I'll have to YouTube it or something or another. Yeah. Make sure you check us out online at SW Rebels Alert on Twitter. SW is Rebels Alert at gmail.com. Also, we're on Facebook. And if you want to go wander over to our other podcast, Nerd Room, where we talk about broad scoping news from every parts of the universe that is nerd, from Star Wars yes. to Marvel to DC to movies to whatever you like. Figures, all that yes, stuff. Yes. We're always talking about something interesting and something very on the nose nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, guys, this is Star Wars Rebels Alert signing off. I'm Tim. I'm Troy.